Coming up on this episode of the podcast, we talk a little Tiger Woods. We also dive into week three of the NFL. Are the Houston Texans the most disappointing team in football right now? The Texans found them found a way to get back into the game to make it seem as if it was closer than what it really was. Now, and I'm saying this come next week. If if they have four consecutive games where they get off to slow starts, they find themselves in the hole and they're trying to come back to win and they end up losing the game, there and their organization, they have to make some pretty hard choice. Like, okay, what what were the true expectations of this team coming into this season? For for the general, for the general. They were pretty high. Right. Now, now, whether or not that was something that was realistic, whatever. But Bill O'Brien has been subpar as a head coach so far. That's just how it is. And with this team, with the amount of talent that they have, there is no way that they should be 0-4. There's just no way. It's They are the most disappointing team right now in the NFL. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. Another episode on tap for you guys today. I am your humble host. My name is Oenyi. Sitting all the way across from me, big time Trey. What is going down, sir? What's up, man? How you doing today? You know how I'm doing, sir. <laughs> I couldn't you... help but notice you said you're a humble host. Hey, man. You know, you always ask us how we're doing. Before I give my shouts out, I, you good, you good, bro? No, I'm good. Life goes on. <laughs> Life does go on. And um, let's, 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 let's get into the show. I just want to make sure you're good, man. I just want to make sure you're good. We have a lot of time to talk about what's on our mind. <laughs> but can we? Can I give a shout out to Cowboy Nation? Go ahead, sir. Like, we're reeling. We're reeling, too. Not as bad as some folks, but we're we reeling. It's all, it's, I don't know if it's all good, but it's, uh, it is what it is. Laker Nation, LeBron James, media David's a success. They look good, bro. They mm-hmm. look really good. I hope you're ready for that. Tomahawk Nation, Braves Nation, we're back in the playoffs, probably playing the Dodgers. It's it's a great day to be me. I hope the Astros don't play the Braves. In the in the World Series? Ooh. I'll get you a ticket for that. Ooh, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. So let's get some um some Clint Eastwood going down, Trey. Go ahead and and do that for us, sir. Let's let's get this going. Let's get this popping, sir. Man, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly. There's a the lot of ugly. ugly. <laughs> a lot of ugly. There was a lot of ugly. I, I don't even know where you want to begin. Well, I got a good. Definitely. Um, the good has to be Tiger Woods in my book. Is there a great... That, that, I mean, of course, <laughs> but it's called the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, no, I, the awesome, I, <laughs> the the unbelievable, the comeback, whatever you want to call it, it's all good for Tiger Woods. His 80th win on uh, the PGA Tour, right? His first win since 2013. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if you want to look back at the podcast, I have a, a take of the week where I say Tiger Woods is not done. Mm-hmm. And I kind of you know, said that this is how it would take place. That they will be chanting his name, come down the 18th hole, 
which they were. I mean, Tiger Woods is going to win another page. I, I think I I don't want to put the carriage before the horse, and it's been a long time coming. But I, I honestly get the chills just thinking about this because when he went through all that, literally. I know a few people who really stood in his corner the entire time. And through, I mean, I watched golf even when he was playing really bad and missing a bunch of cuts. And just as a fan of that man, to see what we saw coming up the seven of the 18th, um, walking up to the 18th green, that was that was proof on what this man has done for not just sport in general, the sport of golf, but sport in general. That was. It literally brought tears to my eyes. Right. I'm a pretty sentimental guy, but when I saw all those people following that man and rooting for him, it looked like a mob scene. Yeah. Like, that was just... Some out of a movie. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> the Tiger Woods movie or something, you know? And it's not the end of the movie. No. This not. is... This is <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that this man's going to win a major. And it, look, I know... You know, I'm in the moment, but don't be surprised if he does beat Jack Nicholson's record. Now, I, now, I mean, now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's easy for you to say now. A lot of us have said that he he may not beat that that record, but when you see how far he's come and all the obstacles that he has to go through to get to this point, this is this is pretty miraculous. I, I don't think I think some people are kind of downplaying it. Like, okay, yeah, he's Tiger Woods or whatever. You know, the haters, Bruh, But this man won the Tour Championship and he won it. Easily, like it wasn't. Yeah, he faltered down the stretch. This a little really bit, should be about his third win. Absolutely, he should have won the FedEx Cup. Right. That was one, right? Yeah, Justin I mean, Rose by one stroke was able to win. One stroke won that man ten million dollars. One birdie, that birdie on eighteen won him ten million dollars. If he would have parred that hole, we'd be the. It would be on another level right now. Mm-hmm. Like Tiger Woods would have not only won the Tour Championship, but would have won ten million dollars and been the FedEx Cup winner for the third time. Right. That blows my mind, man. Like, that was just something that – I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, all With all the football going on yesterday, I had several TVs on in my house. Every every box in my house gets brought downstairs, and we're watching it on five television sets. And one of those TVs, one of the main TVs, was watching golf. I watched almost this entire round. That was the, Everything that was on TV, I watched yesterday. And I had that sound on and not the football game. NFL Week 3. That's how much I enjoyed watching Tiger Woods yesterday. That's the Tiger Woods effect, sir. Amazing. Remember I was telling you about the analogy I had about Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. He oh. comes home and, you know, start hearing whispers, oh, Tiger's, Tiger's winning. Mm-hmm. The Tigers might win. You know, everybody starts tuning in. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. It's great for the game of golf. It's just great for sports in general. Absolutely. For someone like this to go through what he's gone through and then make a comeback like this. I mean, in hindsight, you say, should you really be surprised? I'm kind of surprised a little a bit. A lot of people are it, surprised. It could be, you could easily have said Tiger Woods is just going to, you know, fall into the sunset and never return to, to his glory days. I'm not saying he's at his glory days. He's, he's far from that. But this is a the right step in the right direction. I want to say it was probably about a year and a half ago when he was at his own tournament. That I think it was the Quicken Loans um, tournament. And he was just trying to do uh, just a shot, like... Uh, and he couldn't even hit. He couldn't even a shot. Like he was trying to swap for the cameras, so then he was back. But his back hurt so bad he couldn't even hit a good shot. Like for the for the television cameras, and to see him miss a cut, and miss a cut, and shoot eight over, and you know, be where he was at to where he was at right now, I think that's bad. I think that's great for golf. Bad for some of his uh, compadres that play golf with him as well. Because I think Rory McIlroy felt the Tiger Woods effect. Like he he played like crap yesterday mm-hmm. and it really couldn't he i mean but when you got that many, he's never had that many people watching him before 
when Roy McIlroy was at the top of his game, he never had mobs like that following him. So I think it was it was really cool to see, and some of those players faltered. Even mm-hmm. Justin Rose, a lot of those players are like, oh, man, they're not used to that. They're not used to that much noise. They're not used to that many people and cameras and everybody being around. Uh, it's great for golf. It's mm-hmm. great for golf. Hopefully people get back on the bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, well, for me personally, it's not just golf. It's the Tiger Woods bandwagon. I'm not a big fan of golf in general, but when Tiger Woods is playing, I'm watching. Yeah, It's just something about watching Tiger Woods out there. The dominance, the following that he has, it's just a di- different atmosphere. It's, and I, I love it. I really do. I'm glad that he's made it back. And, you know, I do expect him to win some more majors. I hope so. It, and he reminds me of, he's one person, but he reminds me of the Yankees or the Cowboys or the Lakers or the Celtics or anybody LeBron James plays with. Uh, you either absolutely love the guy, so you watch because you love him, or you hate him. And you want him to miss a cut. And I think the reason I think it's so good for golf is because not only will more people watch, but you'll see more people getting, you will honestly see more people getting back out on the golf course because Tiger Woods is playing well. I think golf courses around the country will see a spike because people, every time you turn on the TV, hopefully going forward, you're going to hear about golf uh, because Tiger Woods is back. Yeah, you're going to see people getting out there on the golf course. <laughs> They're going to take that first swing and get right back off the golf course because they know that this is not for them. I'll go to Top Golf. It's a That's great, what I'll do. Hey man, just going out, going out there and playing around and golf with your buddies the best three and a half four hours you can spend. Man, it's a it's a it's a great time. All right, so you got the good, or that's that's your good too, pretty much. That was that was. I think that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick one more good, there's a gentleman who plays for a professional football team that's about a five hour drive from right here, mm-hmm. and. Drew Brees, raised in Austin, Texas, has to be, in my opinion, and I'm not just talking about because of his performance from this past weekend, but many, broke a record. Man, many people don't consider him to be anywhere close to the top when it comes back to the Mount Rushmore and quarterbacks. When it's all said and done, I think there'll be valid, valid, valid arguments that that man needs to be up there. I just, it's, it's going to be hard. He's going, he pro- probably will lead in almost every statistical category that you can as a quarterback. And I don't think there's going to be many ways, many arguments that you, ha- that you have to take him off of it's that just list just the championships. Forward. He has to win. If he wins one more championship, there's no way you can put him off that list, I, off that route much for. If, if he wins one more championship, that's it. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, even the way that he won that game this weekend to see him you know run I mean I, I thought he was getting ready to get killed Matt Ryan played pretty good too Matt he, Ryan, played, he played good yeah but Matt Ryan's not no I'm, I'm, I'm not the same yeah, but I, for Drew yeah. Brees to, yeah. to lead the NFL in receptions I mean and completions I'm sorry he will I mean he. I think he will hold almost every record because it doesn't look like he's gonna he's slowing down his completion rate through his first three games is 80% that's ridiculous that's stupid that's ridiculous that's some that's some video game stuff right there. Very much so. And I and, and I think he was one of those for me. I mean, I'm, I've always been a fan of his. But th- to me, that was probably, there was a lot of there was a lot of bad, but there was a lot of good. He, to me, he stole the cake this weekend, man. Like, that was just, and not just the record, but I think he broke the record in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, How much better is um, Drew Brees from Phillip Rivers? <sighs> That's a good one. I think he's much better than Phillip Rivers. And how long did it take for people to realize that? You know? How long did it take for you to realize that? Oh, I've I've thought that from from the beginning. Well, how okay? How long do you think the general public thought that? I think I think they've probably thought that the last I don't know, 
After the championship? Probably. After the championship. Yeah, okay. Probably. That dude is amazing. And I just don't see him slowing down. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, save Michael Thomas, who coming out of college, out of Ohio State, many people didn't think was that good. They knew he was good, but mm-hmm. they didn't think he was going to be this good. Mm-hmm. You, you get somebody like Mark Ingram, who... Mm-hmm. And, one, and once Mark Ingram comes back... It's going to be even worse. That same team is going to have a consistent running game. Absolutely. It's, it was very important for them to start off 2-1. Yes, absolutely. Because they can easily be 0-3 yeah, they could. right now. They could. For them to be 2-1, and one, they have Mark Ingram coming back. Their defense, they have to... <laughs> Fill some holes in defense for sure, but it was very important for that team to be two and one right now. Yeah, but they don't have they don't have a ton of talent. Teddy Ginn can't catch a cold butt naked in Alaska. This dude drops too many passes for me. Um, catches the ball with his chest like he's you know. They, they have some. They have some talent. Kamara's talented. I mean, yeah, they but, have, but they you have. got Michael Thomas. Yeah, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Right, right, right. After that, and they have Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, Ben they, Watson's reliable, um, but mm-hmm. he's not you know someone who's just going to kill you. And I, I got to give Sean Payton a lot of credit Payton's too. The man. Without Payton, Payton's the man. I mean, that's that combination there. If Drew Brees and Sean Payton don't link up, they're not the same people. Absolutely. I mean, that's just those are facts. That's facts. Yeah. Right. So. That's a good good. I like that. So we have Drew Brees and, and, and Tiger Woods in the good. My bad is going to go to Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews made a comment that the NFL is getting soft. We all know about this new tackling rule. The NFL has been soft, but I do think the NFL is headed in the right direction. They're trying to protect their quarterbacks. What do we talk about on this podcast all the time? Quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. These are the players that help keep the NFL running. Last year when Aaron Rodgers went down, no one wanted to see a Green Bay Packers play. I mean, it wasn't the same. And we're trying to keep these quarterbacks healthy. What Clay Matthews has to do is find a different way to tackle. He has to adjust. I mean, I know the rule is hard to adjust to. I, I understand that. I'm not a big fan of the rule. But when you look at it in the long run, we got to keep the quarterbacks healthy. They are the face of the NFL. And I understand where they're trying to go with this. So I, I have my bad today for Clay Matthews. I feel, I understand, being a quarterback myself, I understand the rule and I love the rule because that hurts. I'm not going to lie to you. That hurts. It hurts a lot when people do that to you. Um, but he's got to be smarter and just his, he let this emotion get the best of him. But I think his coach, led by example, his coach yep. made he went a ballistic fool out of himself. And it is what it is, and so I think I kind of gave him the license to say what he wanted to say. Uh, that was bad. He he he's a professional, Clay Matthews is. So I expect him just to to hold himself in a different manner. But he's upset. He's a he's in a he's a man. He's a human being. So not that people who aren't men don't have those types of emotions. But I mean, like he's a human being, so he's allowed to feel the way that he feels. But it doesn't reprieve you from the comp uh, the the consequences of your actions by coming out and saying stuff like that. So I think he could. He'll probably apologize. He'll just say that he was very upset, and that's why he said what he said. Uh, but he's got he's got to control himself better. And driving quarterbacks into the ground like that that definitely doesn't help. Right. My my bad uh, kind of is the exact opposite of that. I was torn because I had like I said I thought there was a lot of bad this weekend. But my bad, and I, and I criticize I criticized um, Deshaun Watson for holding on the ball too long in the loss in week two. Um, and so that was just a very, very poor decision on his behalf by an NFL quarterback. Like you expect something different from him. My bad goes to another quarterback who made a very, 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 very selfish and stupid decision, and now he's out for the, for the year. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, that was terrible. 
Yeah. That was flat out terrible. At that point in time, you got to kind of, people want to credit him for saying that he had the guts to, to go and do that. But I'm just being honest with you. There's several other quarterbacks who, how do I say this right, don't look like him. Mm-hmm. And they've gone and taken some of those hits, and they were, you know, people talk about how they've got to, you know, be a little bit smarter. They've got to learn how not to take a hit, you know, mm-hmm. slide, go out of bounds, live to fight another day, you know, run another play. And that wasn't smart at that, all. That was that was not smart. Now you didn't cost your team the starting quarterback one hundred and thirty million dollars mm-hmm. is what they paid you to play football, and now you're done. Yeah. So I know he didn't do that expecting to get hurt, but in that play. Take your butt out of bounds mm-hmm. and just you have so many rules that are in your favor. Right. Just slide. Just just do anything except what you did right there. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just it, it wasn't even like it was a brave thing for him to do. Just like you said, just get out of bounds. Just slide. Yeah. Or just, just do something else other than that. I mean, if I was a 49er fan right now, I would be like, oh, my God. You know, I. It's one thing, you know, Deshaun Watson got hurt last year during practice. It, it was no contact involved. That's a different thing. But for you to see it live on TV and you watch a quarterback do that, then you wonder what kind of decisions you're going to make going forward. Right. Like, this is what separates Tom Brady. We, we had a discussion about Tom Brady. I, I still right. think Tom Brady's the GOAT. I do. But this is what separates Tom Brady from other quarterbacks. He does not make decisions like that. He doesn't make dumb choices. Yeah. And, you know, when you see up and quarter, up and coming quarterbacks, you know, Deshaun Watson in that category as well, you got to make the right decision. You got to make smart decisions. Right. And that just wasn't a smart decision. That and was definitely a bad thing. And when we're talking about decisions, we're not talking about forcing a ball to a receiver. That happens, right? Quarterbacks mm-hmm. get cocky. But That's with, so- with that decision you made, you wonder. Right. In right. the future, what kind it, of decisions he's going to make? This was way beyond right, making was. a bad read right, or, or, right. or throwing the trying to force the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. This is this was way 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 beyond that. Absolutely, that's just one of those things you got. But before that happened, my bad actually was going to go to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers because mm. I think they're really hurting him and that team by making that man play on the bad knee. Like mm. they they I mean I understand, but that's on Aaron Rodgers. That I is, think, I so, think he wants to play on that. Man. Well, but as an organization, you know, he's another player who's who's what now now the highest paid quarterback in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, he's thirty three. I think thirty three, thirty four right now. He made a comment when it first happened that this is what players do. This is what players I guess that care about the game do. They play hurt, and that was his comment, which I don't have a problem with. I really don't have a problem with it because he is an older player. Players do, like he said, play when they're hurt. If he was a younger player, I would be like, you know what? Take some time, rest. But he's looking at his window of opportunity right now. He's trying to catch the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees's, the Joe Montana's. And he was hurt last year. And he spent a significant time on the bench last year. So that's what he's looking at. He's like, if I can play, I'm going to play. I understand what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you got to look at it as, as a player yourself. If Trey is hurt, his team needs him. If you know you can play. You, it, it could be recreational. It could be you getting paid. You're, you're going to be like, I, I want to play. Right, right, absolutely. And I'm, I'm honestly been going through that for a while now. But he coming back and winning the game against the Bears, that was one thing. That was miraculous. That was, you know, admirable. That was a good thing for him to be able to do. But to, if this is something that normally takes people four weeks to heal, I mean, come on. Like, because you lose. Man, it, that you, four weeks could be the, the Packers out of the playoffs. Right, but you you've so since since that game because they were gonna lose that bear they were gonna lose that Bears game right but if since, you didn't come back but since that game you've tied a game and you've lost a game 
Mm-hmm. Granted, you didn't lose well, two games, but you haven't won a game since that well, Bears he, game. He won, well, he won the Bears game for him. Right, but since, they were gonna lose, they were gonna since lose that. that Bears game, they okay. haven't won a football game. Right. It's only been two, but they have not won a football game. But they have a better chance of winning with Aaron Rodgers being hurt than I they do with Kyrie. And so in hindsight, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But at the end of the day, if you have to sit out two weeks and you're and you're right now you're one and two as opposed to one, one and one. I mean, is there really a big difference? He would have had two weeks off of it. And I, I can't remember when their bye week is right now, it's top of my head, but that's what I that's what I would expect from them if that's if that's all the injury is. If there's more that they're let, letting on to and it's a lot more serious than what we think, then I get it. But if it's really just something this simple that would have taken three or four weeks to heal, I think they're messing this man up and this team up. So I think they're being selfish. Mm. But I, like I said, though, it, it's still on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants to play. It's very difficult for you to to tell someone who's the face of your franchise not to play, especially if they want to play. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it would still it would still be it's still bad in my opinion because it's not it's not really really it's not helping the team. I mean, to be honest with you. And then if he five weeks from now, four weeks from now, they're like, okay, yeah, now you've got to sit out because you didn't rest it, or right. now it's beyond repair, or you know you're going to miss the start of next season if you finish this season because you didn't get this done. Then you're getting into, you know, stuff that you know NBA players do all the time. They don't have their surgeries during the summer. They wait and they miss the beginning of the season. And people are like, man, why you had time? Why didn't you do it when you initially happened? Because then you're not thinking about us. You're thinking about yourself. So my ugly, the ugly, goes to Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans, the most disappointing team in the NFL right now. Everybody knows that I'm a big. Houston Texan fan. I love the Texans. I'm going to ride with the Texans till I die. I'm not going to be a free agent. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to try to get another team. But this is ugly right now. As much chap talent as the Houston Texans have right now, it makes no sense to me that they're 0-3. That's just me personally. Deshaun Watson, this is his, what, ninth game in the league right now? Maybe ninth going to his tenth game. His second year in the league. You do accept some growing pains. I have seen some progress from game to game. But there's no way that you lose three consecutive games. Two of the coaches were rookie coaches. And you lose at home to the Giants in the fashion that you did. Because when the after the first half, they had to come back in this game. The second half was a lot better than the first half. But it just seemed like the Texans, they just, it's the same story with this Bill O'Brien team. It just seems they're not well prepared. They're not ready to, to play once the game starts. And they always have to dig themselves out of a hole. And I'm just tired of seeing that. And they are the most disappointing team in the, the league right now. There's no way that I would have expected the Texans to be 0-3 right now. Ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Uh, it's it's not my, my ugly, but you, you know, my... My side piece is struggling right now. They're struggling right now. And to have to own the longest losing streak in the NFL right now, that sucks. That really, really, really sucks. Uh, I didn't expect this either. I mean, I talk trash a lot, but I didn't expect it. I don't think anybody uh, expected this to happen. But for you to be going on, you know, 300 days <laughs> since you won a football game, granted football season only lasts so long, uh, that's hard. That's really, really hard. I just really, I really, really, really hope um, they turn this around. I really do think 
um, and, and statistics show that playoffs is really, really out of the picture unless they go on some miraculous run. Um, but not many good teams go 0-3. Let's just be real. Good teams don't go 0-3. So if, if this is indicative of what they have, I think they have to make some changes. But with five years left on Bill O'Brien's contract, you have to think that he's at least going to be your coach for the next, I don't know, three years. I don't see them getting rid of him. Um, like that. But yeah, so I mean, I think they're stuck with them for about another uh, three years at least. Uh, and that game was 27 22. But let's be real, bro. That game was not that close. It wasn't that close. You can say that about all three games. It wasn't really that close. I mean, it just seems like there came a point in time where Texas was like, okay, we're in a hole. Let's try to get ourselves out of the hole. I just want to see them play consistently for four quarters. And I have not seen that. Um, the offensive line is is horrible. Uh, the secondary can't hold any wide receivers. Uh, they made Eli Manning look like he was Peyton playing Manning. a Super Bowl or something. I I can't you know. Like I said, I am a Texans fan. I'm a Texans fan until I die. But this is this is disheartening, to say the least. Um, I I would have never expected the Texans to start off this season 0 and 3. Just. I, I, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, that that's that's really tough, man. And to this Giants team, and they made Odell Beckham look like Odell Beckham. And I mean, they the the JJ Watt played his butt off. You know, he recorded three sacks. That was is, pretty much one of the bright spots in yeah, that game was JJ Watt. That was it. But I didn't realize it. Then he hadn't had a sack since 2016. Mm-hmm. So it was a long it was a long overdue. Um, it was long. Well, overdue he's had for injuries him. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, but you know. still. That it's been it's been long overdue with all the hype, but I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, good teams don't go on three, and the Texans are not playing good football right now. So the opportunity or the percentages are not in their favor as far as making the playoffs go. Uh, I think this game, if on three is not, you know, like a, like writing you off, on four definitely writes you off. Like, 0-4 definitely, definitely writes you off when it comes to the football season. Um, that's just the way that it is, man. So, if, I don't know, if 0-3 is, is probation, <laughs> uh, 0-4, you got a conviction on your hands, brother. And, and that's just the way that it is. So, hopefully they hopefully they beat the, the Colts. But the Colts haven't played bad enough for me to think that the Texans have a chance to go there and win. That game's where you played in Indianapolis? Yep. I mean, the Colts defense isn't that great, but we can get more to that later. What's what's your what's your ugly? Is it the same same ugly? No, no. Um, ugly, no. I think the the ugly for me has to be the Minnesota Vikings. What I saw from them, mm. and it wasn't like it was. They got beat by a team that I was saying was ugly. They got, yeah. yeah. They got beat. You got like the Charles Barkley effect going on. As soon as you start talking about somebody, the opposite happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the the biggest upset in the NFL since I can't remember what year it was. It was a ninety. I think it was something like ninety six. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my they were sixteen and a half point underdogs in that game. Trust me, I know. I know. They were. I mean, it was a hundred dollars would have won you eleven hundred dollars yesterday if you would have bet it on the Bills straight up. Nobody to was going to bet on the Bills. I, I oh, thought no. that was a lock. That yeah. was a lock game. Yeah. I, I I do a pick them and uh, you rank them with confidence points, mm-hmm. and I gave them sixteen points. Right, yesterday. right, right. Everybody <laughs> like, did. Everybody there was did. No way they were going to lose that game. 
but it wasn't it wasn't like they got beat at the end of the game on some fluke play. Right. They got they beat got down. handed to him. And they didn't even have LaShawn McCoy. He didn't even play yesterday. And they played a quarterback who most people thought um Josh Allen that they thought was like was never gonna see the field. Right? Especially they didn't even think this kid was good enough to start come the season. And you're seeing young quarterbacks, a lot of them play very, very well. He played his butt off. He made a bad decision by trying to hurdle the guy in the middle of the field. That was a bad decision. It worked. But when your team is 0-2 in, in what many people feel is the, best, the worst team in the NFL, he could have made a decision that would have cost him and that team you know, their future or their immediate future anyway. Uh, so I'm not cool with that play. But they got beat on offense, defense, special teams, coaching. It was like, and they beat them at home. That's what a lot of people don't, don't understand. They got mollywopped at home by the Buffalo Bills, and the game wasn't close. When the Bills are going for it on fourth down, you know, fourth and goal up, you know, 13, 14 points, they knew that they had to score to put that game away, and they did. Um, so, but I don't know what Vikings defense. That was the ultimate. We underestimated them, and they came out there with their butt. I, mean, I, I heard that. I didn't watch the whole game, but I heard that Kirk Cousins wasn't that great. He played like the Kirk Cousins people know. And this is, this is what separates a lot of the great teams from the good teams and the mediocre teams is that quarterback play. Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Blake Bortles, can they consistently play at a high level? Are you going to get the bad version or are you going to get the good version? Because everything else around, cause we have defenses that play like that sometimes, but their quarterback carries them. Sometimes defenses do give up a lot of points. Good defenses, you know, they do. Right. So, But can your quarterback get you over the hump? And I don't know if Kirk Cousins can do that now. I mean, I know it's just one game. Maybe he'll bounce back. But that's against the Buffalo Bills are a pretty bad team. I think but, they're a pretty bad team. But I don't know if you remember a couple podcasts ago, I said that I thought the Redskins made an upgrade at quarterback only because Alex Smith wasn't going to lose you a bunch of football games. He may not go out there and throw for 400 yards and four or five touchdowns, but he makes the decisions. He makes safe decisions. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins wasn't doing that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not doing that. Alex Smith, granted they beat the Packers with an Aaron Rodgers who was on one leg, basically. Mm-hmm. But they beat Aaron Rodgers who was on one leg. And that was a big win uh, for for the Redskins. But I think they, they, I think they, we saw who Kirk Cousins could be. And as good as he can be, that's probably as bad as he will be. But those types of losses hurt. Those come back to bite you. Those again, those are one that you automatically put in the win column for them. Come playoff time, come home field advantage. That's those types of losses come back and hurt. I'm sure the Rams are happy, right? Um, that they that they did that yesterday. So that's our good, our bad, and our oogly, mm. ugly, yeah. ugly, ugly, oogly, oogly, ugly. Your mama said you ugly. Hey, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Let's let's dive more into this um, Texans Giants game. As far as what is next for the Houston Texans, they have a lot of things that they need to fix. They have to. This game is going to tell me a lot about this team. Do they have heart? First of all, do they have any pride? Second of all, and which players are going to step up? Because. If they if they come out against Indianapolis and they lose in the same fashion that they've lost these last three games, I mean, I know some people are already calling for Bill O'Brien's head, but at that point, 
it's clear to me that Bill O'Brien needs to be fired. Let's just say he's just got a five-year extension. They are not firing that man. I understand that. I mean, not, they're I, not, they're I, not going to fire him. I know that their teams put themselves in situations where it makes it hard for them to make difficult decisions. But you have two rookie head coaches that have beaten you. And like we alluded to earlier in the podcast, the games weren't really that close. The Texans found them found a way to get back into the game to make it seem as if it was closer than what it really was. Now, and I'm saying this come next week, if if they have four consecutive games where they get off to slow starts, they find themselves in the hole and they're trying to come back to win and they end up losing the game there and their organization, they have to make some pretty hard choice like, OK. What what were the true expectations of this team coming into this season for for the general for the general? They were pretty high. Right. Now now whether or not that was something that was realistic, whatever. But Bill O'Brien has been subpar as a head coach so far. That's just how it is. And with this team, with the amount of talent that they have, there is no way that they should be zero and four. There's just no way. It's they are the most disappointing team right now in the NFL. Let me tell you something, man. So this is this is I think coaches get sometimes too much blame and not enough credit. And sometimes it's the the other way around. There's no reason for the excuses that we hear right now. Coaching is coaching a problem. As a fan outside looking in, I think everybody says yes. But when you hear players say it's not a coach, it's not the way we're preparing. We're coming out there flat. We're not coming out there motivated. There's a difference between a skill issue and a will issue. The Texans are very skilled, right? Their receiving core is pretty good. Uh, Their quarterback, as an NFL quarterback, like I tried to warn people before the season started, I think the jury is still out because we only had a very small sample size of how good he was in the NFL. No matter how much I like him, we only had a small sample size. Their offensive line, they probably lost some people that they probably wish that they had back uh, and that are no longer here uh, and playing for them. And their defense, I mean, Merciless, I don't know what's going on with Merciless. And Clowney, is, is he even playing? I mean, Merciless has come off an injury. I think it's going to take a little bit because even when Merciless started um, in the NFL, he wasn't that great. Then he got to a climax and he played really good. I think the injury has set him back a little bit. He's going to get back to form. Same thing happened with J.J. Watt. He wasn't there initially he's getting back to form Clowney I mean Clowney just came off for injury too I guess last week I think it's going to take a little bit of time for that defense to to really gel and and be as good as some of us expected them to be but this next game I keep on going back to this next game against the Colts I want to see a lot more positives in this game I understand you're 0-3 I know a lot of People, a lot of teams, a lot of coaches, but okay, we're 0-3. Now there's now there's nothing to lose. There's no more high expectations for your team. Go out there, play with some pride, play like we know that you can play, and let's be let's win this game. That, that's that's what I want to see next week. Davion Clowney had three tackles, and Whitney Merciless had two assists. So combined, they had four tackles between them both. That's not what's going to win football games for the Houston Texans. It's just not. It's, that's just, it's just not going to work. And 
kicking field goals is not going to work. That's another thing, too. They I, could not score any touchdowns, man. Right. I mean, you've got to put the ball in the end zone. These empty drives. Um, I think Lamar Miller is playing well enough for them to be able to um, to win some football games, but his holes are opening and closing almost instantly. I mean, to get 10 carries and 10 yards rushing, he averaged one yard a rush against the New York Giants. Come on, bro. Like, that's just – no. No, sir. 10 rushes, 10 yards. That's not – no, sir. Not going to happen. You're not going to win many football games like that if you can't run the football. Uh, so when your quarterback is your leading rusher with 36 yards, you got a problem. You got a problem. So I don't know how to fix it, but then if when I hear players say, we got to come out there motivated. You're an NFL player you got, getting played yeah. millions of dollars. I almost cussed, man. A home game, right, <laughs> in front of your home crowd, and you've got to come out. You're not motivated? Come on. Your first whole game of the season, you're 0-2. What else do you need to motivate you? I mean, I'm I'm very disheartened by what I saw in these first three games. But we must move on. The they, fourth game is coming up. They lose to the coach. Put a fork in them, buddy. They're already ready. They are, they are already pretty much. I mean, you know, I look at this, the 93 Oilers. They started off, I want to say, one and three. And they reeled off 11 straight to go into the playoffs. They eventually lost to Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs in the division round of the, the playoffs. But I do think... It's going to take – just give them one win. Give Deshaun Watson some confidence. Give that defense some confidence. And maybe they can reel off a couple of games here or there. But we have to take it one, one game at a time. Okay. Right? We can take it one game at a time. But can I, can I, can go I, ahead, go can I do something with you real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. You have the Colts, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Bills, mm-hmm. the Jags, and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Those are your next Okay, five so we, we look at the, the three – the three, those three games, none of those three teams have winning records right now, right? The Colts, the Cowboys, and the Bills. None of them have winning records, okay? I'm not going to say, I'm not saying they're going to win three of those games. I'm not saying that by a long shot. But when you have that, there's still hope. And then you have the Colts that are playing next next week, right? Did you mention the Colts too? Yeah, you got yeah, Colts, the Colts, the Cowboys, Colts, Cowboys, Bills, Jags. Okay, now I'm not mentioning the, I just mentioned those three. Let's just say they win all three of those games. It's a possibility because none of those teams have winning records. They're they're in the same category as the Texans as far as being on that bottom half in the NFL. Now we get to the Jags and you name someone else. I can't remember the other team you named after that. Um, you name one more team that was a, had a winning record. Oh, and the Miami Dolphins. The jury is still out on the Miami Dolphins. I don't know. They, they're they're three and zero, but the, I mean they're pretty good. They have another quarterback that I put in that category with Kirk Cousins. And Blake Bortles, can Tannehill consistently win you football games? I don't know if he can do that right now. So they're in that category. The, the Jags are there too with, with Blake Bortles. So that schedule doesn't scare me. I really believe they, they have to win this game against the Colts. Let's gain some momentum. Let's gain some confidence. And then we move on from there. I'm not even looking at the rest of that. Schedule. I don't even care about that. Well, All I care about is the Colts. Okay. Right now. You, that's, and, and I, and I get that. But after you play the Dolphins, you go two mile high. I'm not worried about them right now. You go to right now, right now, they're not winning any of those games right now. I'm not, I'm not worried about that right now. We are worried about getting to the Colts, 
and we are worried about getting better from week to week. We're worried. We're worried about getting our offensive line in check. We're worried about getting our secondary in check, and then we can talk about. We have no. We have no reason to talk about these these upcoming those games down the line. So let me ask you. There's no reason to talk about. Those did games. you Did you think Labor Day weekend, the week before the season started, did you think at all? How much did you? If you were a betting man, how much you have bet that you would not be in the situation right now? Well, I'll be homeless right now. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and kid will be out on the streets with me right now. They'll be right here in this office doing this podcast with me, looking at me, mug, me mugging me. My daughter is not even a year old. She'll be me mugging me. Okay, You guys are in the situation right now where a game week four against the Colts is a must win because if you don't. No, 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 no. no. This, this is, look. It's not a must win? The game against the Giants was a must win. Right. These, these look look, I am I am with the expectations are thrown out the window. Playoffs, <laughs> we're not even talking playoffs anymore. I am talking about one game at a time. Look, I want them to win the game. You if, if, if to win we play the game. to win the game. <laughs> now if the Texans go win to Indianapolis next week, they can they can lose that game. If you play a game on the road in the NFL against a team of that caliber with a quarterback of that caliber. And Andrew Luck is he's the truth. He's a good quarterback in this league. If the Texans lose the game, I won't be surprised. The game for him to win has already passed. But that's in the past. The home opener they lost. Now it's time to go forward. We're going game to game. We're not talking about MVPs. We're not talking about having a good defense. We're not talking about playoffs. We're focused on that one game. Who's this who is this guy sitting across from me? A hard, this guy? A, hard, a hard slap of reality was slapped in my face uh, uh, after this game. I mean, but it, the talent is there. We just have to get some chemistry. I mean, I don't. Uh, they made Eli Manning look like a beast. They yes. made the offense like a beast. That that was uh, that was that was pretty hard, man. Mm. That's pretty hard. That. Deshaun Watson is completing almost 60% of his passes. He's thrown for 871 yards, and he's got five passing touchdowns in, in three games. All right, man. Let's, let's, let's move on, man. I can't. Cowboys. Wait Cowboys. a minute. He threw for 385 yards yesterday, bro. Deshaun Watson? Uh-huh. Yeah, he played. I mean, look, Deshaun, like I said, Deshaun Watson has made progression from week to week. I'm not going to say that he hasn't, but they still lost the game. When you look at the Sean Watson, and we talk about the Sean Watson going to this season, we look to him as kind of like the guy, the guy that's going to separate us and win us football games. It just hasn't happened. You can throw for a thousand yards if your team doesn't win. Your team doesn't win. Yeah. Okay. So, Cowboys, Seahawks, Cowboys lose twenty four thirteen. That game wasn't that close either. Um, that game was bad. That game was it was pretty bad. It was it was really bad. I, I expected the Cowboys defense to come out, and I think the Cowboys expected the Cowboys defense to come out and play better than what they played yesterday. I think, but the Cowboys defense, to their credit, they have been playing solid until this game. You got you got to, that offense should be a lot better than what it is right now. And right now, what I see out of that offense is you got to put the keys in Ezekiel Elliott's hands. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't trust your quarterback to throw the ball, then you need to trust Ezekiel Elliott to run the ball. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing. Yeah, I mean, I, he did Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, some would argue that 
he really, really hurt us. He did. Game. He did. I now, mean, th- that was a good read by Dak and mm-hmm. the fools running out of bounds. It was a crucial fumble he had in another in that fumble game. going I mean, into the in the red zone, going in the score. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't step out of bounds, and he doesn't fumble, you know, going into score, that game is really completely different. Mm-hmm. That would have tied the game up, um, the first one. But I mean, Dak threw for 168 yards and, and a couple interceptions. Um, when Elliott's able to rush for, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott averaged eight yards a carry. Well, 7.9 yards a carry. That is what, if that's the recipe for success, then that needs to be the recipe for success. And that's with people stacking the box and and daring you to throw the football. I think with the way that our offensive line, that the Cowboys have been so heralded for, like they the offensive line, the offensive line, that offensive line is not protecting Dak Prescott. I mean, it, it the way that we look, we look terrible. We look, uh, and this isn't a jab, but we look like a Houston Texan offensive line. I'm just being honest with you. We, and there's we, no excuse for that. It was that it, Dallas Cowboys offensive line at some point during the past couple of years has been called the best offensive line in the NFL. Dak Prescott was sacked five times yesterday, and they're not the best offensive line in the NFL. Granted, we got I mean some injuries, so hopefully yeah. mm. uh, we'll get. You know, some of our players back and get back together, but that the play calling is terrible. Jason Garrett, he, I feel the way. I mean, nothing's going to change with him either. He's going to be there as long as he'll do whatever Jerry Jones says. And if Jerry Jones can not have to relinquish any other authority and have a head coach there that'll do exactly what he wants, I see Jason Garrett being around for a long time. But offensively, we've got to do something. We've got to stretch the field. We need a playmaker. So I, I said it when they cut him. Uh, but I think they're really missing somebody like Des Bryant, having somebody like Jason Witten gone. I mean, people don't realize that. So they're blaming Dak Prescott, you know, for these losses. But arguably, they lost two of the top receivers in franchise history the same offseason. One they decided to get rid of and one retired. Uh, so, but, I mean, if you look at that, the Cowboys are not throwing the ball down the field. They're not. And I, and I blame it on the the play calling and the type of offenses that we see in the NFL a lot as well. Drew Brees is the same way. Drew Brees doesn't throw the ball down the field a lot. Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball down the field a lot. Neither does Aaron Rodgers, um, to be quite honest with you. But they defense is just stacking the box. And I mean, those, those that's not fair to Dak. I mean, those quarterbacks are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about their route combinations. It's not, mm-hmm. We're not seeing a bunch. A lot of, most of the times we're seeing deep passes in the NFL now. A lot of it is either just a burn. Somebody just got ran right by like someone like Tyreek Hill or or Godwin, a good one from the, the Niners. But everybody else is – it's dink and dunk. Miss a tackle, let somebody go to the house. It's not a lot – I mean, Michael Thomas is great. Michael Thomas doesn't have a lot of deep catches. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the – it's just getting rid of the ball quickly. But we can't block anybody long enough for any – for him to even do that. Yeah, and the, the offensive scheme is just not there either. It's just not consistent. You talk about the little quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. They have great offensive schemes. It just makes the game a lot easier for them. Dak Prescott does not have that. Um, you mentioned Dacian Witten. He's not being mentioned enough as far as the problems that the, the Cowboys are having right now. He was almost sort of a quiet leader, too, in that locker room as well. And they're missing that, too. There's no leadership there. No. On the offensive side of the ball, you can't look to Jason Garrett for any leadership as a head coach. I, I think the Cowboys are in some trouble, man. I, I that's what I think. I, I think they they could get to a point to where they they look reasonable, but right now, I just don't know. I, I don't see them getting to that point. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see a playoff team. I would think. I would say that they were in trouble, but when I look at the other teams in our division, 
I don't see anybody separating themselves like I do if I can compare anybody to the Texans. The mm-hmm. Eagles do not look very good to me at all. But they they've proven that they can get there and win. They won a Super Bowl. It's different. It's, it's different. different. Back, no, it, it, most teams don't go okay, back okay, okay. unless that, you're the Indian I understand. I understand that. But when you look at the division, you have the Eagles, you have the Giants, you have the Cowboys, you have the Redskins. The Redskins look the most impressive in the division as much as it well, hates me that's, to say that's that. fine. The Redskins are there, and I have to put Philadelphia there. That's because they have done it. They should have lost yesterday. But they didn't lose. They didn't right, lose. They, they found a way have. to win. And the Cowboys found a way of loss. They found a way to lose last week. Absolutely. And that's just as big as finding a way to win. If Ezekiel Elliott is not out of bounds, that's a totally different game. If if, um, if Dak Prescott's going to throw into double coverage, maybe it's a different game. If he doesn't fumble the ball, that's a different game. They found a way to win. The Saints did the same thing. It's not that the, like the Saints just blew Atlanta away. They found a way to win in overtime. They could have lost that game easily. They, could, they absolutely could And so those are things you have to look at. I mean, the Cowboys... When you have teams that consistently find ways to lose, which is what the Texans are doing right now, they're finding ways to lose. You have to take that into account. Yeah, but you can also win or Mm -hmm. lose and look good doing so. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 Falcons lost yesterday, but they if I was good. a Falcon fan, I'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't feel that way about the Cowboys, right? But the but I'm but I'm talking about the people in our division. The Eagles, the Eagles don't haven't impressed me all year. So with the MVP, well, with a Super Bowl MVP, as or much, with him, as much as you hate the Eagles, it's hard. For you I just to said the Redskins easy. look the best team in the. the no, you no, know, no, I've no, never I'm said that Eagles. in my life. I'm not about the no, I hate the Redskins more than I hate the Eagles, and I'm giving them kudos. Okay, and I also said that I thought people should watch out for them before the season started, and I said they were my surprise offense of the year. This is true. So it's not me being a so homer. I, okay, so if you're ranking those teams right now from what you say, the Redskins are the best team in the NFC East. Who right you put number two? You can't put the Dallas. Eagles. Okay, okay, that's that, and that's but, all. But, and that's right. all I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is that they don't look. They're not impressed. That's not impressed. fine. That's fine. But right now, you cannot. The Cowboys do not look a, a playoff. They're team. taking two two teams out of this division. Will go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Without, with, there's no doubt in my mind that two teams in this division will go to the playoffs. And okay. right now, the Eagles don't scare me. They, I mean, that's, they, that's not they, the question. They don't scare me. They don't scare anybody right now. You're right, but all I'm saying, based on the Cowboys, they don't look like a playoff team. They don't look like they're going to be one of these two teams that go to the playoffs. Is there hope? Yes. Mm, I don't know. It, it, I mean, if they don't, it's, get, it's a small amount of hope. If Linehan doesn't get his act together and you know start using the weapons that he has, a few weapons that he have, or if the Cowboys can't, you know, swallow their pride and and pay Des Bryant or. Or, or pick up somebody. I don't even know who else is out there. Hell, go get T.O. for all I care. Um, they, need, they, need, they need a playmaker offensively, and we don't have that. We really don't have that. I think Jason Witten made them look better than what they really were the last couple of years. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's one quarterback in the last two years that have won more games than Dak Prescott. Guys like Tom Brady. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want. I mean, and he's and, and be it as it may, say what you want to say. One quarterback in the NFL has won more games than him. Okay, I mean, so it, it, it's not it's not all on this kid. We've got to do a better job of, of realizing what we we don't have an identity right now. Offensively, we don't right. have an identity, that, and that's the key right there. You, the team definitely doesn't have an identity. They don't know who they want to build this team around. But I don't think it's Dak Prescott right now. It has to be. They have to play around Ezekiel. I know he right, but, pretty much lost you the game last week with 
to step out of bounds bone on the fumble. Head. Right. He was a bonehead. But but to but to take some of the pressure off of him, if we could actually throw the ball a little bit and if we could stretch the ball down the field a I little just, bit. He doesn't have the weapons. Right. He it doesn't. Or or even if you don't have the weapons, at least run the route combinations to allow you to do so. Mm. I saw receivers blocking too much. I think I think Dak Prescott needs to run the ball more. Possibly. I think that I think there was an option play he had where it was in it. the second half of the game where he had, had like ten yards. They need to use him as a running weapon as well. Right. But you know, I don't know. Shout out to Trey Flowers, um, former player of mine. Uh, from youth football, played defensive back number thirty-seven for the Seahawks yesterday. Kind of pissed me off. They beat us. He had a little cockiness going on. So Trey, good job, man. Proud to see you out there. Sad that y'all beat up on the Cowboys. And but to hear Troy Aikman say the Cowboys were actually interested in drafting this kid, I would have would love to see him in a in a Cowboys uniform. But shout out to Trey Converse, Justin Rockets. Okay. So the third game I want to talk about is uh, the Sunday night game. Patriots and the Lions. Lions beat up on the Patriots 26 to 10. I want to say, yeah, 26 to 10. Um, our boy Chris called it. I got to give a shout out to Chris because he did call it. You know, he, I wouldn't hit the end of it if I didn't say that he called it. But um, you kind of expect it to be a close game. You didn't think the, I didn't think the Detroit Lions were going to hand them the, the hammer the way they did. Uh, you had Matt Patricia on the other side of the football. He does know that offense well. He does know what he he can and cannot do against Tom Brady. And Tom Brady just doesn't have the weapons around him that he he's had in the past. You might want to devalue Julian Edelman and some of the other slot receivers they had, but that was a big deal. The only weapon he has right now is Gronkowski. That's yeah. why they brought Josh Gordon in, who didn't play, but that's right. why they brought him in. That that was very close to being my bad and my ugly because I don't think anybody expected that. I'm not going to lie to you. Even with four minutes on the clock and they're at their own 25-yard line. You thought they might come I back. They're going to come back and win right, this game. Right. <laughs> like, that's, 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 just, the, that's just what Tom Brady does. Right, right. But they played terrible. They had like 13 yards uh, up until right before halftime. Um, no first downs. And, and at one point in time, the Lions had 13 first downs compared to zero uh, for the, the Patriots. The, man. This goes back to, and I wanted to save this comment until we actually talked about this game, but this this goes back to that whole preseason conversation we had. I think as fans, we are, although we've, we've seen the most points scored in NFL history coming into week three uh, through, through two weeks of the NFL season, because I don't think these teams were prepared to play. I really don't think these guys are prepared to play. There's too many people... Nursing injuries, missing the preseason because it's not important. Like they literally, it's almost as if we're watching some exhibition games, and and I don't get it. That was not the New England Patriots that any of us know. That was on Sunday night football last night. That was embarrassing. I'm not even a Patriots fan, and I was embarrassed. Well, the Patriots. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it, don't get me wrong. As great as the Patriots are, they've had some embarrassing games in the past as well, and have turned it around. They had a game where they went to Buffalo and they lost. It was a close game. Some people might call that embarrassing. They had the you know the famous Chiefs game a couple of years ago where Tom Brady didn't look that great. They turned that around as well. I, you know, I did make the prediction that the Patriots would not make the playoffs this year. Um, but the Patriots being the Patriots, if they turn this around, no one should be surprised. No, at all. Not, I'm not whatsoever. saying the team. And I understand what you're saying about the preparation coming into um, these games by all the teams. They kind of look a step or two behind. 
I do understand that. But with the Patriots, I don't look at the same with the Patriots. I think they had a bad game. They're always well prepared. I just think it's different with the, with them. If there's one, if there's any one and two team that people are not worried about, that would be the New England. No one's worried about the Patriots. Nobody. And that's it. Yeah. That's, All the other teams in the NFL, you have some concern here stressing there. about. Right, right, but, right. But you see them lose and get basically dominated by a Jaguars team who people are like saying it was the hottest game they've ever played in. Yeah, that, that, they, that, that, that didn't concern me either. Yeah, but then the Jags come out and get I mean, well, by, you know, manhandled by the Titans. That's the way it is week to week in the NFL. Look at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills got demolished. 47 to something against the Ravens, and they come back in Minnesota and win. That's just the way it is week to week. It's it's a grind. Yeah, so that's going to happen. Right. I get that. But now you see them not look well. They didn't play well against the Jazz. Now, if they lose to Miami next week. Well, yeah. Then, then, right. then we have to raise some eyebrows <laughs> uh, for both teams. Absolutely. That Miami's for real. Well, I, I think that people should already raise an eyebrow for, nah, for nah. Miami. I got, I, I got to see them going to Foxborough. If they go into Foxborough, <laughs> even if they're competitive. Then I'll be like, okay, this team is for real. But they're it, for real. I don't know about I that. picked I, them to go to the playoffs last year with Jay Cutler. They have Ryan Tannehill now. Right. And 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 I think they were I think that team it's almost the same team. They're they're talented and they they're talented at wide receiver. They're fast. Um defensively, I mean, they get after it, man. They, you see how much speed what, So are you saying right now that the Dolphins are gonna go into Foxborough next week and win? I didn't say that. Okay. I will I will never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> you ever want to take money away from me? Try and bet me on the Patriots game. Okay. Because I'm taking Patriots one hundred percent of the time. Well, the Patriots Tom Brady, he went fourteen and twenty six. He had hundred and thirty three yards, a touchdown, and an interception. That's almost unheard of. That's for Tom Brady. A half. That's normally a half. A That's quarter a quarter for him. So, um, yeah, there's definitely something going on there. But if I expect any team to fix their problems, it would be the the Patriots. I'm they, not, they had some injuries on defense too, as well. I think uh, Patrick Chung was yeah, out. Chung wasn't there, there was a couple of things going on in that game that you know. I'm not trying to read too much into this, and not definitely not trying to start any rumors, man. But I'm just telling you right now, when he when Tom Brady was sitting on the sideline and they kept panning over to him, it didn't look like he was having fun. Like he didn't look like. I I see that look you're giving me, but it didn't look like he was having fun. I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say he's Vontae Davis, but, but he did not look like he was having fun. If you guys have not listened to our previous podcast, when I said the Patriots might lose the playoffs next year, Chris and Trey absolutely no. Went you said they wouldn't bonkers. go to the playoffs. I said they might miss the playoffs this year. Oh, okay, that was my bold prediction. It was a bold prediction. That's what I said. I said. They might miss a playoffs this year. That's what I said. And we told you just, just don't, don't say might. Don't get on the fence. You can't make a bold prediction. And say might. Uh, I said they would. Fine, fine. I said they would. The playoffs started today. <laughs> they would not be in the playoffs. I know it says three weeks in. And you know, based on what I've seen, they beat the Texans, who aren't that good. They they lost to the Jaguars. I still think the Jaguars are a good football team, and Blake Bortles will take them. As far as he can. Um, lose to Detroit in Detroit. That's not a big deal to me. This next game against a divisional team, the Dolphins, who are 3-0 and they're hot, that's going to be the game that I'm going to look at and say the Patriots are back on track or they may not be on track. And same thing with Miami. If they can go into that game and be competitive, they don't have to necessarily win the game. But if they're competitive, then, yeah, that's going to be the team that, you know, every year there's, a, there's teams that missed the playoffs the year before that go to the playoffs the next year. When you look at that, you might be like, this is one of those teams that's going to make the playoffs this year. So, Yeah, I think we're in, I think we're in for a treat. Uh, so I'm very, very, very 
um, good games uh, coming up this weekend. So I think we're going to be, I think we're in for a treat. And I think those those games start. I mean, with the with the Thursday night game. To be quite honest with you, um, we get a chance to take on those same lines uh, this weekend in Dallas. So curious to see if they'll be riding that high from that win, and we can catch them slipping, or if we get it together and, and play like we want to win some football games. Should Patriot fans be concerned about the Patriots? No, 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 not yet. Not even a little bit. No. Not even a little bit. No. I know we've been talking um a lot of NFL, but before it slips my mind because we've kind of we kind of not talked about it at all lately. But I gotta tell you, man, um we're talking about Texas football. Tom Herman mm-hmm. and the University of Texas Longhorns, man. They're talking about coaches and their mystique and the magic and the presence that you bring. I don't know if you've seen this, but the last two weeks, it has been something special coming out of Austin. I like college football a lot. Don't like it as much as the NFL. Um, But I enjoy a lot of college football. And Tom Herman, coming from the University of Houston to Texas, last year people were nervous as hell and upset. But he's got that team playing. They beat number 17 TSU. Uh, TCU, sorry, not TSU. I wish definitely TSU not was number 17. seventeen. They beat number seventeen TCU, pretty convincingly, man. And and it's cool to see somebody who was here in Houston. This whole he started the whole H Town takeover type thing and brought Houston, put Houston football back on the map to me, if you will, Houston Cougar football back on the map. And now he's in Texas doing his thing. I mean, like it's only two wins, but two of the best wins they've had in a long time. But shout out to Tom Herman, man. The way this dude was celebrating. Um, you know, with his team and talking about the team and what they could and what they pl- and what they're going to do. The reason I brought that up is because we talk about the Cowboys coaches and we talk about not saying Herman's an NFL coach. I'm not saying that, but we talk about the Cowboys coaches. We talk about, um, you know, the Texans coaches. But you're talking about a players coach and getting people motivated. Yes, it's college football. That's where it's supposed to be. But I love the I love what he's doing in Texas, man. It's a it's a great time to be a Longhorn fan. Hopefully, it continues to to prosper. I should say. I have to pay more attention to that. Not really too big on college football. I so. think it's going to become a very interesting story, man. It's going to become a very interesting story. Um, and and the Aggies went to Tuscaloosa and got their butts handed to them, but played a lot better than what a lot of people think. Uh, Texas football in general, the the college football is doing a lot better than our pro football right now. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good, good time. Good time to be alive. Okay. So out of all the teams we, we did mention Miami, um, which which one of the three and teams is most surprising to you? I'll try and look it up here and see which t- I know Miami's one. You know, my I mean at three and teams you got Miami, you got the Chiefs, uh, and then you've got the Rams. Everybody else, no one else is three and Um Tampa is playing. Unless right now. Tampa can be yeah, but you know, I'll, Pittsburgh. They don't, they don't look think, too good right now. I don't now. think that's gonna happen. Uh, I think if you're gonna, if anybody is a surprise, I think I think you have to say Miami is Miami, a surprise. Right. But I don't think it's got to be one and A and one B because of one and one A. However you want to look at it, because nobody in the world expected the Chiefs to be three. I, I, I did. I, I, I not I, to be undefeated. Right now, three zero. No. When you look at the schedule, I thought no. they were going to beat those three teams. Yeah. You thought? Uh, nah, bro. Yeah, I'm bro. not buying that. What? I'm we went over that. this. You did not think they were going to go into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, I did. Okay, sure. I told you sure Pittsburgh you was a, was in the drama that they were not as good as people thought they were. They were overrated a little bit. 
But anyway, I digress. Let's just say this is not Texas Tech, okay? Mm-hmm. So Mahomes is mm-hmm. on another team that is just going to outscore you. Texas mm-hmm. Tech is used to beating people 70 to 67 right. or 60 to 50, you know, something like that. That's not going to work in the NFL. So Andy Reid and his group group has got to get together, and they've got to start stopping some people because eventually he, Mahomes cannot carry this on forever. He It won't happen. No, it won't. Uh, it, it, won't. Will, it won't happen. And, and something will happen. He will go into a slump. I mean, I'm not wishing bad on anybody, but something always happens when we see stuff like this because those defenses are going to work even harder. Like, bro, you're not doing this on us. Right. I mean, the play he made yesterday looked like it was – he was in high school when he mm-hmm. scrambled, turned his, put his back to the defense, rode out to the right, threw the ball in the back of the end zone. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. But, often. but part of the reason why I said the Chiefs would go as far as to make the Super Bowl this year is not just about the quarterback play. Andy Reid is a pretty good offensive um, coach. He knows how to draw up plays, and that's part of what I looked at. Um, the the Chiefs did make it to the playoffs last year with Alex Smith, and I just think that. Patrick Mahomes gives them more play-making ability at the quarterback position, and so that's why I think that you know they're they're off to the start they are right now. Miami is definitely the most surprising team though at three and zero, no doubt. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm more surprised. Maybe I'm not more surprised that the Chiefs are three and zero as I am just the play of Mahomes in general. I, I thought the kid was good, and mm-hmm. before the season started, I said he's going to be able to extend some plays because he mm-hmm. had a big arm, kick it, throw the ball eighty yards, eighty five yards. So. No one's gonna really out, even though he did underthrow Tyreek Hill yesterday. Uh, How do you under <laughs> made Richard Sherman look like he was you know twenty two years old again? But um, yeah, I, I, I get that. I do, I'm just shocked that that's still happening, mm. even after three weeks like that. That's <laughs> this not is what I about. envisioned for the Texans. This kind of offensive production, and I told you it wasn't gonna happen. I, I don't care what you told me. I just, but I this did is just what admit I that I told you that. This is what I envisioned. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I envisioned the Texans having a high-octane offense like this, but did not come true. Nope. It's all good, man. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel bad for y'all. I feel really, really bad no, for y'all. No, don't feel bad for us, man. I know you we'll don't want to. Right. We'll be no, all right. Uh, we don't want none of your pity. No, you, no, you do. You need no, it, bro. I don't you need, need a hug? I don't need I don't need no hug, man. You, are you sure? I'm good. I'm you good. sure? I'll come all the, you, all the Texans have to do, because it's over with. We're three. We're 0-3. That's what it is. All I want the Texans to do is come out next week and produce. Go to Indianapolis and show what you're capable of doing. Let's let's start building some momentum. All I need is one win. Can I ask you something? Yes, sir. Do you know anybody? Mm-hmm. You may or may not do a podcast with this person. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you know anybody who warned you that this was possible and predicted that you guys would come in last in your division? Do you know anybody who said that? Let me tell you something. Okay. Like I always tell. That was tell, truly a yes or no question. I, I can't give you a yes or no question. I just okay. answer. This is a marathon. Everybody knows it's a marathon. Um, it's not a sprint. From week to week, teams look good. They look great. They look bad. The good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. Like we talked about earlier. So, yeah, it is very disappointing that the Texans are 0-3, but it shouldn't be surprising. Okay. For anybody that's a, a true Texan fan, because – what have this group of Texans um, really proven to us? Okay. Wow. I, I don't know who stole my, my co-host, but <laughs> whoever you are, I mean, I don't even know if I like you right now <laughs> because 
the the person that I know that normally is sitting across. Did you me. like the guy you normally knew either? Yeah, I did. I, you, I mean, for crying out loud, you're wearing an Astro shirt right now. Who is this guy? I like the Astros. Who I don't. I'm not guy? a big baseball guy, but I love my Who Astros. Who is this guy? I love my Astros. But I'm just all I'm telling you is the Jags. I, somebody you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can go back in the archives and somebody you know, someone you love to hate mm-hmm. for about three hours a week, told you that it was quite possible that you would come in last in your division and that even the Colts, yes, the Colts, would beat you and they will beat you this weekend and you'll be on for it. Less, it's a marathon. No, it, it, right. no yeah, but some, some marathons or some people quit in the middle of the marathons. Look, and some people don't finish the marathons. The Colts are just as bad as the Texans right Sometimes now. you got to throw in the towel. <sighs> There's no time to throw in the towel. I'll tell you that right now. If if anybody who is a Texan fan or a Texan player is thinking about throwing in the towel, they need to get your ass out of Houston or get off the bandwagon because it's not time to throw in the towel. As, as bad as it has looked through our 0-3 start, the positives you can take from it is that J.J. Watt had a good game last week. Deshaun Watson is looking better from week to week. He has he showed some big playmaking ability in that game last week as well. And I do think the defense eventually is going to be a lot better. Um, The running game is the running game. I really can't say that they're going to get any better or any worse. They've been exactly what we expect them to be. They don't really have any big-time names back there. We have to solidify the offensive line and our secondary. Our, the, 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 the schedule you did just brought up, the next three games, which I'm not looking at. <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the game in front of us, which is the Colts. We can win that game. That game is winnable. All I'm asking is that they win that game and let's start some positive momentum. That's okay. all I'm asking. Okay, so I don't want you to look past anybody, and I don't want you to look forward to any games. But starting off 0-3, do you see a a five-game stretch in there that you could win? Five games in a row. Because you've got to win three in a row just to get back to five. I don't even care about that. I don't care about a five-game stretch. So the season's stretch, over. A three-game stretch. So all, the season's all, over. All I care about is the next game. So the season's over. How do you get that from there? I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying, asking No, you. The, game, the season's not okay, over. Okay, that's what I want to All I'm saying is that we have to take it one game at a time. Mark the tape. <laughs> is the Dallas Cowboys season over? Possibly. Okay, but is it definitely over? Uh, if we were 0-3, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If it was 0-3. Is it over right now? No. No, no. Okay. Okay. We go. We go. They're one and two. We go one and four. Yeah, our season's over. <laughs> okay, so the Texans aren't one and four yet. They're zero and three. They're zero three. But if we were zero and three, yeah, our season would be over. I, I can't even look at the Cowboys' season to be over. Yeah, it would be three. Over. That means they would have lost to the Giants. Okay, they will be zero and three. They have. A, they have the same. What's what's the, the uh, Cowboys' next five games? The Cowboys' next five games. The Texans is in there. That's a winnable game. They got the Lions, the Texans, the, the Jags. Lions is winnable. The the Texans the is winnable. And the Titans. We got the same people y'all play. The Redskins is a winnable game. That's a divisional game. I mean, that stretch is going to what's going to save us. The reason we're going to be happy is because we'll be three and two, waiting on the Jags to come into town. We'll beat the Lions. We'll beat the Texans. We'll be three and two. And if, if we if we lose the Jags, who can't score either, we'll be three and three. And I mean, but what does that what does that say about the Patriots defense though? It's bad. Cause that that's that's another thing I, I kind of didn't want to. That Patriots defense bad. is pretty bad. It's bad. Offense, if that offense does not find some weapons that Tom Brady can utilize, I mean, hey. 
Y'all laughed at me, but might be possibilities down the No, I, I think I think they're gonna be. I, I think they're gonna be okay. Um, but they have they have to they have to win the next couple of football games. But they've got the Dolphins and the Colts and the Chiefs coming up, so that's gonna be that's that's gonna be very interesting for them. It's gonna be interesting for them because those teams have you know you have Andrew Luck, the Colts offense is clicking on all cylinders, and then you have the Dolphins who are three and zero going in there. They have a lot of confidence. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting stretch for them. Yeah, they they're they're gonna have a they're gonna have a very very interesting next couple of weeks. But I think with the addition of Josh Gordon, if he can come back, if he can come back healthy, and and be any type of player uh, that he was before, I think they're gonna be okay. Um, and then I think it's gonna take some time for them to to get on the right page um, before they you know get back to, to get back up to speed. I think losing some of the the players that they lost and not, you know, keeping some of the players they probably should have kept. I think. I mean, I think right now, I think they wish they probably would have kept Jordan Matthews. To be honest with you, um, but you know, he he's gone now, mm-hmm. so should be interesting. Should be interesting for them. And they thought about getting rid of um, some of the Patriots, Gronkowski. I heard about that. I heard too. that. Yeah. I don't. I, don't understand. I mean, well, what he was going to retire, and if if he, I think it was the Lions that they were trying to trade him to. But if that trade had gone through, I think he said he was going to retire. I think right. that's what it was. Right. Which is interesting too, because you know Bill Belichick, it's almost like the uh, what's the guy in San Antonio Popovich. Popovich, you start to become so power driven that you feel like you can do anything, and your team is going to win. Malcolm. Uh, was it Malcolm Butler yeah. that didn't play in the Super Bowl? That might have cost him that Super Bowl. I mean, no, possibly, one, I mean, no, no one really says anything about it. That was Bill Belichick's decision. And, you know, we, we've come to a point now where we don't question Bill Belichick. But that was a bad decision. Yeah. I don't care what he did. He should have played in that Super Bowl. But I think there's some people who have earned that right. Right. And, then and they he's just, one of those people, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. And so people just just roll with it. Hindsight again is 2020. Um, I saw – you know, a Raiders team that probably should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch to go on the goal mm-hmm. line again mm-hmm. yesterday and decided not to mm-hmm. <laughs> on fourth and inches on the goal line. And they gave the ball to like a quick dive to a fullback. Like, I get it. But eventually people going to have to learn their lesson. Mm-hmm. And they're not learning lessons. Th- yeah, no, no, they're not. So that's going to that's gonna be interesting, though. But he's one of those players I think you're just going to. Are you surprised that the, the Raiders are 0-3? Yeah. I really am. You're more surprised about that than the, the Texans, huh? Yeah, I really am. <laughs> I, and I'm not talking trash. I'm not talking trash. You're I'm just always I, talking trash. No, I thought I did not think that the Raiders would be going through right now. Mm-hmm. I think that because I think some coach, like you know how they do wins above replacement for like players and stuff like that. I really thought that Gruden alone was good for a couple wins. Like I just, and it might be. I mean, because it's still early in the season, but I think. This is not what any of them expected. It's, yeah, like I, it is early in the season, and John Gruden has been out of the game for how long now? Yeah. You can't expect him to just come back and coach your team, and all of a sudden, yeah, your team is good. It's going to take some a while for him to get there. Yeah, and but, I don't, I don't really think he was that great of a head coach when he left anyway. Yeah, that's but, just me but losing a losing a Khalil Mack, um, that's obviously showing that 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 really hurts him because defensively they they're lethargic. It's lethargic. But if you think about their, I mean, they're going to, they got the Browns coming to town um, this weekend. But if you got Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson play like he was, like he was, I don't know, like he did six years ago um, this past weekend. Uh, Jared Cook. 
I mean, but other than that, I mean, he ain't got a lot. I mean, they don't, he didn't have a ton of weapons, but when they decided, those, those are some weapons, though. Yeah, Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, those are two number one wide receivers. Yeah, but when you, but when he started throwing the ball down the field, they were successful. Um, um, Jordy Nelson, one hundred and thirty yards in the first half, of the first quarter. I mean, two like three catches, one hundred and thirty some yards, one hundred twenty something yards. Like that's 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 effective in today's game. Mm. Um, and they, they when they went away from it, they lost. Yep. So. It's week to week, though. A lot of these teams that have gone off to these slow start. Don't be surprised if one of these one and two teams, these zero oh and three teams, find themselves in situations later on in the year where they can contend for a playoff spot. That's all I'm saying. I haven't seen the only you can name a handful of teams that have looked really, really good. Um, the Chiefs. I'll even throw the Saints in there, even though their defense hasn't looked that good. Um, but there's not that far separation to me from the really good teams and the really bad teams right now. Once we get closer to the end of the season, we're going to start seeing a, a lot more separation. Yeah, I, I can I can see that, and I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm I'm ready for it. I think this is great. The best thing though happening right now um, is the fact that uh, the best thing is basketball season's on the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I could say. Uh, that's all I could say, man. I'm just so happy that basketball season uh, is right around the corner. I'm I'm happy too. So, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on our website. That's newchannelsports.com. Or you can follow us on Podbeam. That's newchannelsports.podbeam.com. And that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe.